and away we go. It's, I think it's going to be my new intro. <laughs> you like stop doing it like kind of halfway through starting the recording and just people turn the podcast on and it's just you yelling. <laughs> like, to be fair, most of the podcast is just me yelling. That's also a good point. If you're a regular listener at this point, you should be pretty accustomed to me just yelling at like, my laptop. Just make sure your volume's turned down before you turn the podcast on. <laughs> no, like, I, yeah, I think that might be my new one. Uh, I was trying to think of a better of a better intro for this week, but I don't know. I figure I was if we if we just start talking about the topics at hand for this week's podcast, I figure it might as well just turn on the recording and just record what we were talking about. Because we're just dumping good content. <laughs> yeah. But we, oh, by the way, welcome to the part of my jerk podcast, everybody. everybody. <laughs> uh, the podcast where we just turn on my laptop in the middle of us talking and call it a podcast. I so, no, no warning whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, this week we're getting together. Uh, we're going to be putting together our third and final pre crossfit games power rankings this time i'm taking the ladies dunk is taking the gentlemen but first we have news what do you want to talk about first let's talk about the crossfit affiliate programming get the kind of boring one out the way yeah what do they what what's the short the the acronym the catchy acronym they use for that oh god i'm gonna have to look it up the uh came prepared cap cap Cap. Something CrossFit affiliate programming. I mean, that yeah. makes sense if it's cap. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I mean, I think it's a good idea. I don't know why they haven't done it prior to. <laughs> like, because that, that would have been against all the, like the Greg Glassman, like uh, what, what is, what's his political affiliation again, libertarian model of the people that do the best. will just rise to the top and create the best gyms. Yeah, but I mean, he's also it's a business. Like they're running a business. Well, that was that was his way to get money. Thing, man. He's like, I'm not going to paint your walls. I'm not going to clean your fucking bathrooms. Give me my three grand so I can go fight Congress. So I can go fight Congress. <laughs> that that was what he said, man. That's what he wanted to do. He's like, that's yeah, I want to. I I'm going to go fight Jim litigation, Big Sugar, Coca Cola, and I need your money to fund that. Yeah, but uh, what's the easiest way to get money? Like just charge Jim's for doing exactly what they were already doing. Just looking at crossfit.com, getting the programming and going from there. Yeah, I dig it. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to look at the programming yet. It's free through December. I'm not an affiliate anymore though, so I don't have access to it. Um, the more I think about it, the more I actually kind of dig that it's affiliates only. I like that, the, the idea of that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like it too. And what, what was there like uh, in the first 24 hours, there were 1,800 signups? Yeah, I'm trying to look up. <clears throat> morning morning Chalk Up, I think, put something up about it. Happened. Like in the first 24 hours, I think it was like 1,800 signups, which brought it was going to bring in like an additional like 2.3 million annually in revenue if they all like stuck around. Yeah, keep talking so I can look this up. <laughs> um, so the potential, more, I, found I, it. I found like, it. Okay. I found it very quickly. All right. Uh, so potential monthly revenue is two hundred sixty-eight thousand. Potential annual revenue is three point two million. That was just within like the first twenty-four hours of this opening up. You can pay a lot of lawyers with that money. You can do a lot of stuff with that money. It's like, and that was only like 
a very small percentage of the affiliates in in the world. It was like eighteen hundred affiliates, right? Out of like, yeah. like sixteen thousand. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not like that. That number is gonna double, triple, whatever. Especially once it starts to get maybe if it's good, which I can't imagine it's not going to be good. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Like, like I said, I'm pretty sure they they posted that it's free through December of this year. So we'll see once once the the bills start coming in, um, right? How many actually stick around? But regardless, it's like it's to I, I uh, for the business side of CrossFit, I'm like it's a no brainer business decision, and it was just money they just had leaking out the back door that that was easy for them. Yeah. Um, from what I've seen of like the lesson plans and coaching, the uh, and coaching that CrossFit provides as resources to affiliates, it's going to be fantastic. Like as uh. As far as like like I've seen the lesson plans CrossFit put together before, um, yeah. So that I I think the the resources provided to the affiliates to accompany the programming I think is going to be fantastic, uh, and I I love it as just being an additional resource to provide to affiliates. Yeah, for sure. I mean, people are paying for programming from whoever anyway. I would say seventy five percent of gyms are paying for a generalized program as opposed to making it up on their own. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? If not a higher number? I don't know. You would probably know more about that than I would. Um, Cause I've, I've never actually gone to a gym or known any gym owners that didn't write their own programming, honestly. So you have more experience with that than I do. Uh, yeah. I love writing programming. Not that I don't like borrowing stuff from people and seeing how other people do things. Cause I enjoy that as well, but I, I personally enjoy programming. So yeah, but you're also so far removed from like going to these, gy- like it's been what three, four years since you were kind of a regular at an, a, at a specific CrossFit gym. Since I was a member own. at another person's CrossFit gym. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess I was a coach at a CrossFit gym for a short period of time, but I wouldn't even call what they did there really CrossFit. So yeah, I, yeah, probably about three or four years. And I would say three or four years ago, it was more of the norm for coaches or like gyms that have their own programming. And now with all of the, all the programming that people have to offer, it's just as easy to pay whatever to not have to do that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, I, I definitely get, especially for these, these, A, if you're not confident in your ability as a programmer, B, if you're just like, it's not that important to me, the magic's in the movements anyway. It's just all of it's constantly very functional fitness performed at high intensity. What difference does it make? Yeah. Um, and as a business owner, you can look at it like this is six hours a month off, the, you know, off the table for me. Also, so I, mean, I get it. I just enjoy programming. And uh, I, I think it's another great resource to provide to these gyms. $200 a month, I think is right about where it's at. That seems a little, a little steep to me, but whatever, it's a business. Yeah. I mean, two hundred dollars a month for an affiliate, though. I mean, it's it'd be steep if you and I were paying for it, like as a like just an individual. But I don't know. Write it off as a business expense. You don't spend you don't spend an entire day writing the programming out for the week. Yeah, I guess. That, I mean, I guess it's fair. I think it's, most um, of the I think most of the programming like that you get for an affiliate is going to be around that price. Probably. I haven't, I haven't really looked into that, but. Uh... I think uh, I I would honestly though like when you start like once you pay for that affiliate, I would give these gyms like a like a brand new affiliate, 
here's four months for free because if like the Jason Khalifa perspective, I get it that we want to have this sort of crowd, this crowdsourced sort of model where like the best will rise to the top. You know, we want to allow people to run their business their way, but like a new affiliate, like I would want to provide them the ability to be like, this is what good programming looks like. Like, just give this a shot. You can do whatever you want to do, but we're going to give this to you for free just to maintain some level of like quality control on program. Yeah. Right. So like you were with me when I first started doing all the programming at my own gym, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine if instead of us doing it out of my garage, I opened up a commercial gym and I was bringing in strangers with the shit that I would experiment on. Right. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) it probably wouldn't have been great a lot of the time. You had some, you had some good guinea pigs. Yeah. Right. I, I straight up just experimented on people. That was like a, a laboratory for me. And that was where I did a lot of learning. Now I think I'm a pretty good programmer but it took me years and years and years of practice. And I still screw up all the time. You know what I mean? Or things don't go the way I want them to all the right. time. Right. You know, so for like a new affiliate, I'd be like, take this for free for a period of time. We want you to at least see what good programming looks like. You don't even have to use it. Or like how to coach a good class, because that's the other part of it is like, they're providing coaches, coaches notes, program like class time flow proper warm-ups and skill and practice work Mm -hmm. right that i think is like this little minutia that's missing from most crossfit gyms you know uh they say like i i've heard this said and to a degree i do agree with it where like these gyms are throwing in like volume 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 into these one hour classes because they just they don't know how to take a normal crossfit workout and turn it into a good hour-long class yeah like like the like these coaches don't know how to take fran a three to ten minute workout and make it a good hour-long class which i think i I, I, what i mean i mean i agree like that's hard to do especially if you're a new coach right oh it is it's it's i'm not saying it's easy but it's something you should know how to do right um last chance qualifier let's go put let's put five minutes into this five minutes okay hit me with it i mean we've talked about it already like i didn't wasn't necessarily a fan of the programming i didn't like that it was online i know that there was no other way that they could have done it but um it just i mean i wasn't excited about it just because it wasn't an in-person um competition i was pretty psyched to see that Chrissy Aramo like pulled one out of her ass there to, to qualify <laughs> for the game. Holy shit. Could you imagine that being a live competition? Oh my like, God, dude. Like, all right, Christy, if you want to qualify, you have to win both workouts. So <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't have even thought that that last one was like, it was one that I think she should have done well on. I wouldn't have been one where I was like, you are going to win this workout. Cause right. she is not a heavy barbell person. I don't necessarily think that the barbells that they were using were like super heavy, right? especially for the women. But still, finishing first in both of those workouts is impressive. I think as far as the programming goes, I don't know if I said this on our podcast or not, but like, I think the reason the program looked the way it did is these athletes have now been tested how many times? They're being subjected to one more test than everyone else is. And we're pretty, we're not very far out from the games at this point. We're in the same month. So I think the goal there was like, we want a valid test 
but we don't want to like risk injury or, or really run these athletes to the ringer. I think that's why we saw a hundred burpees for time. I think that's why one of the, one of the, uh, one of the actually, one of them was a, a deadlift. And that first one was so fast. Yeah. I think the goal was we didn't, they didn't want to beat the shit out of them. I'm, and like, how can we create a valid test and not subject them to a ton of volume and a huge beat down? Did you, uh, how do you feel about them having to jump to a like a line of tape on the wall? It looked weird. I like the standard. It just it was clunky. It was clunky. The I feel, I feel like they should have gone to like I don't even know if this but it like set like a standard height for the bar or whatever. I don't know. Like it would have been like something something where like like they did it. Remember regionals year they did the ring dips mm-hmm. and they had the strap they had to go to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Remember that? Something like that I think would have been better. Like put like like they did at chaos. Like put the strap above it. It has to be 12 inches above your reach and figure out a way to like jump and touch that. Would it would have been a little less kind of silly looking to me? Or we could have just done bar facing burpees. Like let's yeah. take the tape, the jump out of it. Especially if I, I like the 12 inch jump. I, I personally like that. I think that six inch difference is a big difference. And I think it it evened things out a little bit for taller athletes because, like, that event, you're going to look at, like, the athlete that's five foot six is going to win that, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I think it's easier for a taller athlete to jump 12 inches than it is for a shorter athlete to j- jump 12 inches. I agree. But I don't know. In that setting online, like, I- I'm cool with the 12 inches if we're at, like, the games or at an actual event where you can use rings like they've used before. Well, you can adjust the rings, so it's not. It just looks silly to me. I was curious why they didn't do. I guess the ring thing, they like the rings move, and they just didn't want that. Or they they were kind of thinking maybe not everybody had rings. I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a little that was a little strange to me. But uh, we got to mention who won. So first of all, I don't know why neither of us even thought to mention Emma Tall as having a shot yeah. at winning it. <laughs> we were just confused as to whether or not she actually qualified or not. <laughs> yeah, it's like Emmettal basically did qualify for the game, so we should have thought she had a good chance at qualifying out of the last chance. Um, Chrissy Armo is incredible. Yeah, that I was awesome. I didn't think – I, I thought it was going to be close, but I did not think she was going to qualify. I did call my shot on that one, though, with her winning that burpee workout. You did. You did. I mean, you you threw in the mix because it's Christy Armo, and she won – I did not think she was going to qualify, though. So that's tremendously impressive to me. Yeah. Um, And then the men's side, I called Roman Krennikov taking second, not first. But uh, my Newberry pick did not age well. Not even a little bit. That's one of those (laughs) uh, the the freezing cold takes that they they got the Instagram page for. (laughs) (laughs) That was a tough one, man. Yeah. 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 I don't know what happened there. I don't, I'm not sure Newberry knows what happened there, but I, I, for that guy's sake, I really, really hope he just already had his plane tickets to the U.S. already purchased. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, ah, I'm just going to go anyway, and if I qualify for the games, I qualify. Because you know there's a chance that, like, getting out of Australia costs way more money than it normally would have. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, they uh, Ellie Turner just put up a big thing, of, made a whole stink about that. And I sympathize. I get it. But yeah. Ellie Turner was saying that, like, the whole process of – the CrossFit Games for her is going to cost her like twenty to forty thousand dollars. That's crazy. That is absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like, well, like 
what do you do this? Like, it's not CrossFit's fault. It's not, I don't know what to, I, I'll tell you, I will tell you what you do is you pay top down one to 40. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You, that you absolutely do. <laughs> I don't, I, I really don't get, I, I really am tired. Uh, I was there. I was listening to some podcast the other day and uh, I, I really am truly tired of this argument that they need to be paid more money at these, at these semifinal events. The more I think about it, the more I don't think that's true. Um, if they want to pay them, that's cool. Great. Like, I want to see them get paid. Don't get me wrong. If they paid everybody a million dollars, like if first place got a million and they paid down from there, I'd be so happy. But I, I don't think the argument that they deserve more money at the semifinal level is super valid to me. But once you get to the games, they all need to be getting paid more money. I agree, but the day and age we live in now, man, you'd pay the last person a thousand bucks and then everybody would be up in a stink about it. <laughs> You know, Jane, I was uh, I think it was James Hobart. I think it was it was James Hobart was on Sevon's podcast and and he made a good point about it because he's in my camp. So anybody that agrees with me makes good points. And he goes. And, and James Hobart said. I, he goes, I don't know how much I agree with just because you work really hard for for like for however many hours a week at this means you necessarily deserve to be getting paid a specific amount of money. He goes, despite the quality of your competition, despite anything else like that. And he goes, that's fine. You work really hard, but then like, and I took, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm at, he didn't say this. I'm, I'm sort of adding to it. Like just because you work really hard doesn't mean you deserve to make this your living, right? Like if that were the case, then me and you would be professional CrossFitters. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. If it just meant like you, all you had to do is work out all day, every day, and then you, you just instantly deserve to be paid, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you'd be on the PGA tour and I'd be the, the eighth string quarterback for like the Houston Texans. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if that's yeah, all yeah, it was. Yeah. So yeah, without getting too much on my high horse about it, <laughs> but uh, Mazel Tov to Roman Krennikov, uh knew, I knew that dude was going to blow this out of the water. Is he going to go? That's the question. I don't think so. I, I think, don't think so either. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a Russian, like a Russian spy or something like that. Like it Russian sounds like man. he's like can't leave the country because if he goes through customs or whatever, he's going to get arrested and put in jail here, for the rest of his life. The confusing thing, though, is like other Russian athletes go to the U.S. to compete. They've done it multiple times. I just don't understand why it's Roman Krennikov that can't. I have no idea, man. No idea. It, it sounds like it's more the U.S.'s issue from what I've heard. Like, the U.S. doesn't want him here, which is even more confusing. Right. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> what's going on with that guy? Right. So uh, it was Krennikov, and who took second again? Alexander Caron. That's it. I wanted to pick him, but I didn't want to go totally chalk on Brian Friend's picks that he made. Did he pick like, both of them? Uh, I know he picked Caron. Uh I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he picked Krennikov or not. I feel like but, Krennikov uh, was kind of the popular pick. Yeah, and then he mentioned. I remember listening one uh, one point mention he thinks Tyler Christopher could could do it, and lo and behold, who's probably going to get that if they backfill it? Who's going to get Christopher? Or yeah, Krennikov's spot is going to be Christopher. Yeah. So, congrats to Christopher. That's another uh, think tank athlete, right? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. We got to do that. Maybe, maybe we'll do that episode next week. We, uh, we start talking uh, training camps. Okay. Perfect time to discuss it right before the game starts. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. And segue, perfect time. Uh, Dave Castro made basically announced individual event one for the CrossFit Games. Super exciting. Really looking forward to it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Just give us something besides a run, a swim, a paddle, and those various combinations. Like, Mix it up just a little bit. Swim, like, man. It doesn't even have to be that much of a mix-up. Just, just a little bit. You know, I'm talking to my brother about it, and he goes, yeah, I'm just not going to watch it. I'm like, that's the point. I want to watch I want to enjoy right, yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch it either now, but I w- I'm I'm going to be hype as shit for the first day of the games, and I'm not I'm going to be totally checked out. I'm going to be watching Masters. That's probably all they're going to do too. Is just that, just yeah, that workout. Yeah, yeah. But this year, Masters starts on Tuesday, so the nice thing about that workout being a steaming pile of dog shit is, uh, it gives us an excuse to watch like the 35 to 39 and the teens and all that. <laughs> Dude, they got on there, and he's like, yeah, it's going to be a long run. Boring. And then an even longer paddle. Even more boring. Oh, yeah. What's the most boring thing we can possibly put into the CrossFit Games besides a marathon row? <laughs> <laughs> but at least, like, a row, they, you, they give you, like, the screen, and, like, you could maybe see people's pace times and their splits and, like, no, oh. Don't, like... No, don't try and make it seem like that was exciting. Yeah, they're they're all, they all suck. Don't make that that case <laughs> yeah you're right cut me off there Dude, like, they all suck do, have them do like a paddle board in like a wave pool or something like let's make that a little more interesting <laughs> he said dave castro said never will they ever do a stand-up paddle board oh i was just gonna say they should do a stand-up paddle board and have like the paddles like it's like free rooms so if you want to smack somebody with one go ahead what's let's, let's let's dump the paddle board and just have them actually row yeah like if if you're if we want to put them on the water with equipment, put them in like a I don't know like a catamaran or like a canoe or something some, like whatever they use like a dragon boat. I don't know what problem, the hell they're called. Problem is though, if they do that, then they got to break that up into heats, and that that is an all day thing. <laughs> What's worse than a long swimming paddle? Multiple heats of a long <laughs> swimming paddle. Yeah, so it's like uh... we could they could waterfall it right. They could do that. Yeah, you think they'll ever do a like they had a max handstand hold? Let's do a max underwater breath hold. <laughs> is, that a, is that a test of fitness? I don't know, but they'll have a lot of people that pass out and probably almost. Try. Yeah, there'd be some. There'd be some dead people. Yeah, that'd be terrible. <laughs> uh, all right, you want to get to these power rankings? Yes. Give me all right. one one second. You talk for one second. Uh, well, what? Do you, this is incredibly unprofessional. All right. Uh, well, we're just going to pause for a second there and we're back. Uh, sorry for that weirdness folks. Anyway, so (laughs) where we were at before Duncan's pee break, uh, we're going to go over our pre CrossFit games, full power rankings. Don't worry. We're going to move pretty quick through the first, the first half of these. Uh, I'm going to lead things off with the women, uh, and we're going to start at numbers 40 to 30. So my bottom 10 here. Okay. Yep. Focus. I'm focused. 
So number 40, Caroline Connors, 39, Emily Lapinen, 38, Bailey Rail, 37, Jess Griffith, 36, Laura Clifton, 35, Michelle Baznet, 34, Reagan Huckabee, 33, Sydney Michalishan, 32, Svetlana Kubashkina, 31, Sasha Nieves, 30, Emily Rolf. Anything stand out there for you? Uh, I thought you might have uh, Reagan Huckabee a little higher. I feel like she's got some some pretty good qualities where she'll have like a, a couple good events here or there that'll push her up a little bit. But I mean, other than that, not really. So for any of you guys that think I'm an idiot and I don't know what I'm talking about, I broke down every athlete according to their open finish, quarterfinal finish, semifinal finish, number of times they've been to the games, their best finish at the games, and whether they went team or individual. And uh, Reagan Huckabee's all lifetime best finish at the games is 29th. And that was in 2017. So she does have some good qualities, but she just, I mean, she's just never really had a good finish at the games. So, um, okay. Yeah. There were some I tough mean, ones, but it's I like. Put her, I wouldn't have put her any higher, like, like, like if a couple spots higher, but. There were some tough ones here, like Emily Rolf. She won the, uh, she won the the ruck run in 2019 and I have her as at 30th place, but there's some chicks that have done some good stuff in front of her here, you know, uh, Sasha Nieves um, and like Michelle Baznet. Like I want to like them more, but like there's some really strong women ahead of them and they did well in some pretty soft semifinals. You know? Problem with like Emily Rolf. It's like, she did good in the ruck. So it was like, Depends on their, their programming. If they've got like three or four endurance runs, like, I mean, the, what two years ago they had three or four sprint workouts. It's like if the, the cards fall that way. She could, she could place in the top 15, you know? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so next time we're going to go 29, uh, 29 to 20 here. Okay. So 29, I have Sung Young Choi out of South Korea. 28, Ariel Lowen. 27, Kenzie Riley. 26, Curry Helga daughter, 25, Alessandra Pacelli, 24, Emma Tall, 23, Ellie Turner, 22, Emma McQuaid, 21, Larissa Kunha, and 20, Ms. Samantha Briggs. Cracking the top 20. Actually, Ooh, didn't mean to say nice. her yet. Yeah. Did, uh, did Ariel Lowen win Granite Games? Yes. <laughs> but I think she had the lowest open finish of anybody that qualified for the games this year. Uh, I'm just double checking that she was 243rd in the open. The only two that were worse than her were uh, Jessica Griffith and Reagan Huckabee. Oh, all right. <laughs> two people you may know. <laughs> yeah. So, and she didn't do uh, – I don't think she actually did particularly amazing in her quarterfinal either. So well, – We've already said our piece about the Granite game, so – Right, and not a not <laughs> a super comprehensive test of fitness that she qualified right. out of, you know? I think I would have put her higher just because she won that, but nothing. There were some tough ones in here. Uh, Emma Tall, I have her at 24. She could be easily be a top 20 athlete. I just need to, like, see it. Yeah. You know, um, Alessandra tough. Pacelli's weird, though, because it's like she's going to win, like, a lot of the stronger events, but she's going to do terribly in some of the ones that are, like, favor smaller athletes. Right. Um, 
Terry Helgadotter, I mean, she finished, what, ninth at the games in 2019 in admittedly kind of a flawed games. Yeah, we don't you know, but she's a vet. I think she's been to the game six times. <laughs> yeah. Some of, these, some of these women, like when I was counting the amount of times they've been to the games, she's been five. Uh, I was shocked. Shocked. Like, uh, oh. off the top of your head, how many times do you think Catcher David's daughter has been to the CrossFit games? Seven times. This will be her ninth. Ooh, man. Yeah. Uh, where's another one? Which is the same amount of times as Sam Briggs and Carl Saunders. No way. Yeah. I actually would have thought Sam Briggs had more than like both of them, but that's only because Sam Briggs is older. Dude, Brooke Wells has been to six. This is her seventh CrossFit Games. It's bizarre. That, yeah, right. That, that might be the most bizarre one. Same with I Tia. She, I remember when she was a rookie. Right. I remember when Tia was a rookie. And then, um, you know, uh, and then like I, you got to you got to splash into every year. There's rookies that do well, and the one of the rookies I'm feeling relatively strong about this year is Ellie Turner out of Australia. You know, um, obviously Saunders whooped her ass, but yeah, Carl Saunders I mean, is Carl Saunders. There's, there's tears here. So, yeah. And then uh, Sam Briggs, Sam, you, ha- you can't not put Sam Briggs in the top 20. She's liable to take home two or three first place finishes in some events. She has definitely lost a step though. Oh yeah. She's not, a- age the, is caught up. she's not the endurance queen whatever that she once was there's there's some people that can that can run with her now and she's not gonna walk in there and just and take those events like she used to right and then uh last she still hasn't she still hasn't gotten any stronger right yeah last one they'll move on uh larissa kunha i thought was interesting but i I wanted her i had her at 21 um she's another one she she could take 40th place but she finished first in her semifinal, uh, first in her quarterfinal. Yeah, okay. And then she took 23rd in the open. Hmm. You know, so a name maybe to keep an eye on. Um, okay, so 20 to 15. Okay, 20 to 15 here. So okay. I went Sam Briggs at 20. 19, Gabriella Migala. 18 is Jackie Dahlstrom. 17, Carolyn Prevo. 16, Christy Aramo O'Connell. I think I would have had Gabriella Magala a little higher. I think she's going to be one of those ones where she might not have done well as well in the semifinals, but she could be more of a games athlete. We'll see. This is actually, I think, going to be her third games appearance. So she's oh, really? she's probably maturing at this point into the athlete that she's going to be. So you're you're certainly right. But this will be our first time to really actually watch her. Um, I'm super high on Jackie Dahlstrom. I think third, she's third games appearance, but once was as a team. Was it? I thought she yeah. went 19, 19 and 20. She went 19 and 16. She, she went in 2020. The game site, I don't think has the 20, the 2020 okay. stats okay. up. Gotcha. Like if you, you have to look at the, the leaderboard from 2020. Gotcha. Games, I know we've probably said this before. The game site is terrible. Yeah. It's not great. It, it's so bad. I can't believe with them having a CEO that comes from tech in charge now, they haven't like broken like, that down. And it. Yeah. yeah, they need to. It's so bad. They don't even have they don't have the last chance qualifiers on for the games yet, which threw me for a loop. Right. Well, they're pro- they they probably learned their lesson from the oh, yeah. fucking Lowlands or German throwdown with that whole mess. Yeah. Um. 
So, and Christy, I think Christy Aramo O'Connell, I think if she finished 16th, might be her worst career finish. I'm not just, confident that she's going to finish in the top 20. Yeah, I just don't know where she's at anymore. I have no idea what to expect from her anymore. I was so high on her before, and yeah. I don't know what she is now. Um, all right, 15 to 10. This is where this is where it started to really get hard. Um, number 15, Amanda Barnhart. Ooh. Yeah, well, it sounds Tom severe. Train curse. Train curse. Yeah, right. When you don't hear who's in front of her, though, uh, 14, Emma Carey. 13, Brooke Wells. 12. Oh, Brooke Wells. Kristen Holta. 11, Danny Spiegel. Uh, you got Danny Spiegel way too high, man. <laughs> way too high. Oh, come on. So, but who who's better than her that I didn't include? Everyone you just mentioned. <laughs> Every, you think everyone I just mentioned is better than Danny Spiegel? In that top fifth, in that those those group of five, I think so. Danny Spiegel can't run. She's not a sprinter. Like she's good. She she's gonna win the handstand walk event probably, and she's pretty strong. But like she, she doesn't do anything else that's spectacular. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, she uh, she she did well at what at the Waterpalooza a couple years ago, and everybody kind of got on got on her. And she's she's not proven anything. She was terrible at the games. But she also she, crushes the open. Like she's so she's a she's a hundred and sixty eight pound woman that destroys the open. Like that means something. She finished twenty sixth at the twenty nineteen games. Yeah, that but was, she, now that was a game that is not programmed well for her. And didn't she? But, yeah, it was all running in twenty nineteen. And yeah, then but, didn't she? Didn't she win quarterfinals too? Well, I have it right in front of me. Yes, you do. Uh, so so sorry, she took second in quarterfinals. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got to, she got to prove it on the big stage. She, she, I mean, I know she did pretty well at her semifinal minus the heat stroke or whatever she had. Right. But that's, that's her issue, man. It's like the, the poor girl. And I don't mean this to sound like, I think it's just how the vernacular of the sport that we are following is like, she's just big. Yeah. She's just, a, she, I think she's just a naturally just a, a thick, large person. And, uh, and that bodes well in certain events, but I think it, the events that it hurts her in, it really hurts her. Yeah. You know, and I don't, but the thing is like, so she, those weak events are more weak than her strengths are. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I see that. Her, her not, floor is lower than is, is yeah. lower in relation to the field than her ceiling is high in relation to the field. Right. Yeah. Cause she's not, she's good at things, but there's not one workout where we could go into and be like, Danny speak was winning that one. But like all the women I just I just said, like these those five women I just said, all have like glaring weaknesses. That's why it's tough. Like all five of them. Like I knew, I said, Kristen Holta, she's of advanced age and not very strong. Brooke Wells moves like shit. Emma mm-hmm. Carey is a child, and Amanda Barnhart cannot do any gymnastics for like any upper body gymnastics pulling. Yeah, but like I think. Amanda Barnhart is basically the same, like kind of the similar athlete to Danny Spiegel, but she's a much better like swimmer, which we know is going to come up. She's stronger, which we know is going to come up. And I don't, I I think her, like it's the exact opposite of what we were talking about with Danny Spiegel. I think her strengths are going to win her some events or top three and her weaknesses aren't going to like necessarily put her last. I think Amanda Barnhart, uh, 
I think she's an immense, I think she's an immensely impressive athlete that her, I think her headspace is just a garbage dump. Like, I think she just has so much sort and, and with age and with experience, I think some of that stuff can go away, yeah. but the most threatening woman I, I mentioned here is probably Emma Carey. Yeah. But I we just, don't have a freaking clue with her, man. It's like, except she's... that she can snatch a house. Yeah. But like, she's gonna, <laughs> like this is her, I know she's like competed at the games. Have the teens, do they do full like five day comps? No, the it's not the same volume as the, yeah, and that's so going like, to, that's going to have this, an effect. This is going to be a whole new world for her. Yeah. So uh, like, I'm with you on like Emma, Emma Carey and Mal O'Brien's like, I think they're going to do well, but it wouldn't surprise me if they finished like 28th either. Mm. I'd be surprised they finished that low or like they, they go like Noah Olsen does. You know, day one, first place, day two, first place, day three, they eat like a couple, like a 17th, a 24th, and a 31st. <laughs> you know, like, I think, um, Mal- I think Mallow, Br- well, I'll save it for when you get to her. Yeah, she's coming up. So, number 10, Danielle Brandon. Number nine, Carrie Pierce. Number eight, Mal O'Brien. Number seven, Bethany Shadburn. Number six, Annie Thor's daughter. I can't believe you have Mal O'Brien ahead of Carrie Pierce. Why? I think it's just it's just a experience thing. And once you, again, I you you nag Carrie Pierce more than anybody. I know, I know, and I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm even saying it. I'm surprised that I'm even saying it. I just I don't know, man. It's like I know Mal O'Brien's stronger than Carrie Pierce, probably. Here's what the ten to six. Here's what the ten to six group was. Yeah. Um, everybody that's going to be fighting that has a legitimate shot at third place. Okay. That's that's what 10 to 6 was for me. So like Danielle Brandon I think is an insanely impressive athlete. I think she is on like an upward trajectory. Um she's given everyone plenty of reason to think that she could take nobody's winning but one person. Right. She could take second place. I just she to me is she doesn't have that last 2% that it takes to be a champion. And she's still um, she's still new, so like that's like that could come. Kind of, uh, kind of the same deal with Carrie Pierce. I wanted honestly when you if you start going back and looking at the resume of Bethany Shadburn, there's no reason she couldn't be number two or three on this list. I was very impressed by her. No shit during the West Coast Classic. Yeah, like like that was a stacked field, and she, her and Carrie Pierce kind of ran away with it. And then she's had good finishes at the games. Just 2019 is just such a weird year, though. Right. But, like, when you look at Bethany Shadburn, she's there's no you're not going to really see any events where you're like, oh, okay, well, she's going to knock this out of the park. But she doesn't suck at anything. Yeah. Like, her capacity is just good enough at everything. She's not strong. But she's not, she's like, not weak either. Yeah, she's not going she's to not... win the one rep max snatch, but she's going to stay in the mix. Yeah. I agree. No, I like I like where you got her. I thought you'd have her lower. I like where she's at. Um, I think I think so. My, my Mal O'Brien take. I think Mal O'Brien's going to be like Noah Olson was when he was young. She's going to go just so hot out of the gate on everything, and that worked at the Granite Games. I'm mm. not sure it's going to work at the get the CrossFit Games. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm a big fan of hers. I think you're right though. She's probably going to fall on her face two or three times 
Mm-hmm. And the, the real test for these athletes is like when that happens, like how do you respond, right? Like, are you going to, are you going to stalk? Are you going to be focusing on that? Or are you going to be focusing on the next event? Right. Because the one thing we've seen is like with these veterans, um, when they, they have experience with the games, they realize like, okay, just because I'm in 14th place after day two, doesn't mean I can't finish in the top 10 or top five or whatever your goal was. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but certain, certain athletes can like, have a bad event, they can get get amnesia and just move on. And other ones, it seems like they they never recover from that. You know, was there a endurance event at the Granite Games? No, they did that that back to back workout that like yeah. the total sum of both workouts together was like eighteen could, to twenty minutes. I could see her kind of shit in the bed on the first one, the first workout, the the run and the paddle, and then not being able to like come back from like a such a low finish. That's that. I have no that, proof it's a, if that's she's swim a good paddle, or not. But to me, that swim paddle is going to come down like like who's like a long athlete, like a long lean athlete, because yeah. I have a theory with the paddle. The athletes that do well on the paddle are ones that are going to have longer levers in the water to move more water on each stroke. Yeah, because that I being mean, said, I'm pretty sure Carl Saunders won the swim paddle in 2015, so I could be completely full of shit. Well, you got to take Australians completely out of the equation. Like, it doesn't matter what type of body they've got. If there's a run and then a paddle, all Australia all the time. Right. One, two, three, four in the swim paddle is going to be Tia, Cara, Laura Clifton, and uh, Ellie Turner. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to clean sweep it. <laughs> That's easy. <laughs> so, so six to two for me was essentially if Tia Claire Toomey – couldn't make it if she can't make it to the games who are the people that have legitimate real shots at taking first place at the games so sixth place uh i had annie thor's daughter number five these ones these these hurt me to do i didn't i didn't like this top this top six so six annie thor's daughter five laura horvath uh four Haley adams three katrin david's daughter two Cara Saunders, one, Tia Claire, two, Mior. That is such a – that is a tough top five because, like, Annie's coming off of pregnancy. So, it's like, she who knows what the hell she's going to do. Like she's she could, a fucking cyborg. She, yeah, but she could come in and be like, all right, finishing in fifth place. Or she could come in and be like, all right, this is my first, like, real competition back and finishing in 18th place. And just be happy with that. And- yeah, and then – Laura Horvath could still suck at deficit handstand pushups for all we know. And (laughs) Laura Horvath is interesting because she's like, she is, there's so much fluctuation. You could see, she could, I could see her taking second place. I could see her taking 27th place, but she's like like one of the few athletes that's like, if she figured it out, like she could maybe kind of challenge Tia. Yeah. Because she's Um, really good at a lot of things. She's just really bad at a lot of things too. A a couple of things I should say. And Annie Thor's daughter sucks at nothing. And that woman just has winning in her DNA, man. Like, yeah. and you I listen mean, to her talk like this is she, this is it. Like she, she is the definitive, like the definitive picture of just excellence in sports, man. Like she's so impressive. Yeah. Um, Haley I, uh, Adams four. I, that, I felt that was generous. <laughs> I, did, I don't, I think, I think she should have been, I think you should have swapped her and Katrin. It's where it gets tough, man. Like Katrin, Katrin. I don't know. I'm not. High on, I'm she not took high second on her last year. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not high on her. 
I don't know why. It's just it's like the no Olsen thing for me. That neither, uh, neither am I. Like, I, I didn't want to put her in third, but like, she's won the games twice and she took second last year. Like, and I didn't, I think she was on the podium the year before that, wasn't she? In 2019. So it's like, how do you, you gotta, you gotta give her some, you know, some credit. And yeah, I mean, uh, she's, she's, a, she's proven herself. Right. And then, I mean, Carl Saunders, you know, I think she, took, she, Car- she took fourth in 2019, third in 2018, fifth in 2017, first, first. I don't know what she did in 2020. So she's never, she hasn't not been in the top five since what, 2013. <laughs> so you, you math, that is you impressive. Have to put her in the top yeah, five. That is impressive. Um, Carl wow. Saunders, I think is the only person that has a chance to even push Tia at this point. A barring injury, I can't imagine any situation where Tia doesn't win by at least 150 points. Yeah. Uh, but what does it take? Like, how does Tia lose? How does how does Tia take a silver medal home? What would it take for that to happen? She twists her ankle on the run. Yeah, but I don't think that there's any way unless it, like injury happens. Like there would it would like with like. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like a fully healthy Tia doesn't lose over the course of 14 events or whatever it is. The only thing I could see is like she makes a mistake. She makes some mistakes early where her best competitors manage to beat her. I, yeah. And then I, I could see her doing something like uh, – so say there's like a, a heavy snatch event. And like she, her ego gets in the way. She, she goes for a heavy number, misses it. She's like, all right, I'm just going to try for a heavier number that I've hit a hundred times and misses it again. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that where she like plays it low or like a, like a handstand workout, handstand walk workout where it's like she ideally should finish in the top 10, but like she just slips up twice, which could happen to anybody. Right. So like a mistake early that then pulls her sort of out of her game plan would be the only thing I think like, so like yeah, so she's gonna destroy the swim paddle event. That's she's probably gonna win that. So then let's say like like you said, there's a snatch workout where she just makes a mistake and she finishes tenth instead of second. Yeah. And then there's a handstand walk workout where she just goes too conservative and then they put some bodies between her and you know, and then maybe that causes her to sort of maybe go too aggressive and play outside of her lane a little bit more than she should. And then maybe that causes her to bleed a little bit. Yeah, like there's a, like a sprint workout where she steps on the line. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like or that. Like she's, like, you know, she decides on a on a muscle up workout to try and go unbroken because she's getting a little too frantic. Yeah, you know, and, and it it you know it hurts her in the end. But there's there's no way, no matter what happens in this games, whether she wins or loses, that you could convince me that she's not the fittest person in the world. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I agree with that. Unless somehow Cara Saunders, like, destroys her. <laughs> yeah, I think Cara is – as much as I would say that I think Haley can be second place, I think Cara is the best bet for number two and probably the only one that, like, her game's well-rounded enough to be able to compete with Tia. You have to be able to go rounds with Tia on the barbell if you're, if you're going to have any shot at beating her. Yeah. So, all right, to the men. I did not put nearly the level of preparation that you did, but I don't know many people that would. <laughs> All right, so 40 through 30. I've got number 40, 
There's a lot of weird names on the men's side, too. Yeah. Augustine Richelme, 39. Henrik Haplin, Haplinen, 38. Luka Ducic, Luka Ducic, 37. Andre Hudit, 36. Sam Stewart, 35. Oldis Upenix, 34. Georgia Carvas, 33. Roy Gamboa, 32. Zach Watts, 31. Brandon Luckett. I would say apt, apt analysis. I'd probably put Brandon Luckett a little lower, but basically your approach is like if you're European, and I you're in the bottom ten. No, I mean I, I started to feel like that I was going that way a little bit, but so like, I was like, <laughs> no, but like I mean, these the are people, European competition was was pretty weak this year. Yeah. So, yeah, these are like, yeah. All right, let's just move on. <laughs> Thirty through twenty-one, Gihel. Guilherme Malheros. Guillermo Malheros. That is not how that name is spelled. Gier- wait, Guillerme, I think it's Guillerme. Okay, yeah. but still, not how it should be spelled. <laughs> 29, your boy, Colton Mertens. Oh, he should be much lower. <laughs> 28, Tim Paulson. 27, Lazar Dukic. 26, Sean Sweeney. 25, Jason Ooh. Smith. 24, Will Ooh. Morad. 23, Alexander Carone. 22, Royce Dunn. 21, Adrian Mundweiler. Oh, man. I think there's a lot. So, did you put Lazar Dukic in there? Yeah, yeah. He's at, he was at 27. I feel strong about him. I like Lazar Dukic. So, that guy qualified for the games, I think, twice and turned down his invitation because he didn't feel he was ready to compete. I'm like, I'm higher on him than like, I think he was one of the guys on here that is like him and the, the Guillermo or whatever the hell's name is. I think could be guys that kind of like jump up. Guillermo's been like the 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 uh, South American like savior for CrossFit for the last like four years. He just hasn't like made the jump. Right. But uh, I know Lazar Dukic. He was the guy that did the uh, the wall ball workout, like the row wall ball workout of the open, like yeah, better than anyone. But the but then got uh, hit for his wall balls not being low enough. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like he won that workout by a lot, but they they said that his his wall balls weren't adept, which I thought was kind of questionable. Huh. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I he, I, I could see him finishing higher. I could see Jason Smith finishing higher, but I'm not high on Sean Sweeney. I think he's a 20 to 30 level athlete. He's just right there. Like that's what he's always finished. Yeah, I'm looking at him right now because I. I think I looked this up during West Coast Classic. I've always felt stronger about Sean Sweeney than I think he actually was. Because his finishes are 24th, 22nd, and 30th. Yeah, I had to bring you back down to earth when we were talking about the West Coast Classic with him. Yeah. But, like, he's like a guy, like, he's like low-key. I guess because you see him and he's kind of jacked and, you know. No, we've he, had this conversation. He's great at marketing himself. Like, he right. – like he goes to these events and he leaves making money because like he's just so like flamboyant, he's likable, like he does the cowboy hat thing. Like he's got his own calendar that he passes out every year that he goes to these things. <laughs> like it like it's ridiculous. But yeah, the like guy he knows gets how, it. He knows how to make money without being elite. Elite elite. He's already he's elite, but now the uh, other one oh. I, I I know why you did this, but I think Jason Jason Smith I would have probably put higher as well. Just because he's proven that he's a top 10 athlete at the games. And I get it. He's old. Uh, I think the oldest male in the field. 
Um, he proven that he's top 10? Yep, he's finished 10th in 2017, I believe. Okay. I mean, yeah. uh, I, uh, I don't know. I think he's one of those guys that he's got, like, some legitimate strengths and some legitimate weaknesses. So, I think he's one of the, the athletes where it's, like, programming can sway where he is on the leaderboard. Probably. More, more than it should. So. And then Will Morad, man, that guy could be top 10 or bottom Dude, five. <laughs> I hated putting him that low because, like, I like Will Morad and I want him to do well. But, like like I said, he's he's not been super impressive to me throughout the this first half of the season. And it's just always something with that guy. Like, he, there's always something injured. And yeah. I kind of hold it against him a little bit that he finished the 2019 games. Yeah, like, because he was I hurt was a before. little annoyed. That. It was like. Dude, you knew you were going to take every event, punt it in the stands. Just let somebody's actually going to compete, get into the top 10. Because that alone, if you don't have Will Morad limping through every event and not even finish, like just to do the minimum work requirement, there could have been another, like a Pat Vellner that got in there and actually could have put some another body between Olsen and and, uh, Fraser to make that that games a little bit more interesting. I actually think it would have been Cole Sager. So, yeah, it would have been somebody that could have done something. Right. Yep, it was Cole Sager that was in 11th place. So, Cole Sager should hate Will Morris. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So, my last one, oh, I did Munwaller. Okay, so 19 – so, are we doing 19 through 15? Yeah, I think that's what I did. Okay, so 19 through 15, I've got Baden Brown, Alexander Illen, Yonikowski – Alex Vino and Roman Kranikov. Listed. All the guys you could have switched with all the guys I just said were too low. I would take your I would take your 25 to 20 and just switch them with your 20 to 15. And just there's the there's the switch there to give those guys a little more respect. See, my thing is like I know you know Yonakosi is gonna finish very well in Three events, three to Yoda's four. Yona's a good events. athlete. I, I like yeah. Yona's in a good spot. I think that's a good place for him. Alex Vino is one of those guys that was like he, like he won the Open a couple years ago. Like he's got the tools, just got to put it together. He's the guy that always seems to be injured as well. Like I feel like he's been hurt a lot. Roman Krennikov is like won't be here. It won't be here, or he could finish in the top ten. You don't, you don't know. Possibly win it. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we've never seen him in person. So except at Dubai, I think. So, all right, 15 to 11. I've got 15th place. I got BKG. Whoa. Yeah, I'm a little low on him this year. BKG, 14th, Saxon Pancheck, 13th, Jay Crouch, 12th, Stas Solidov, and then 11th, Sam Cornier. You're a maniac. BK, BKG yeah, no, needs to I'm, at least be in the top 10. No. We're talking yeah. about the guys who finished third of the games twice. Yeah. And blew everyone out of the water at his semifinal. No, he didn't. Hey, he did. No, he didn't win his semifinal. Did not win his semifinal. Which one did he do? Uh, I don't remember. German or Lowlands? One of those two. I think it was Lowlands. All right, I lied to you. He did win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he didn't blow everybody away. No, I'm not. I don't know. I'm just not high on him this year. I like I like 15th place for him. Put some respect on that, boys. Okay, he narrowly beat out Adrian Munweiler, another multiple-time games athlete. Yeah. No. Hey, man. Look, BKG my... could legitimately win this whole thing. Mm. 
No, I'm not. I don't see it. You're a crazy look, person. Look, like I was high. I've been high on BKG before. It's just I, I don't. I think he's slipped a little bit. And the fact that you put who Sam Cornier and who else in front, guys that have never even really competed the games. Bro, you know I'm high on Sam Cornier. That is my <laughs> top ten. So the, Sam Cornier number ten for you? No, Sam Cornier is eleven. Eleven. Yep. Anyway, right, <laughs> moving on. Ten through six. I've got ten. Brent Fikowski. Nine, Justin Medeiros. I got eight, Jason Hopper. I'm on the Jason Hopper train. Seven, Not that much. You have an eight. Seven, Chandler Smith. Six, Travis Mayer. I'm curious who your top five are because all five of those guys could stand on the podium except for Chandler Smith. Dude, I'm way down on Chandler Smith. I had him as my top for the top for the uh, the preseason one or whatever. I'm just I'm not not there on him anymore. Yeah, it's tough with Chandler Smith because I wasn't crazy impressed with him at Granite Games, but it looks like he he righted some issues that he had. Like his snatch looked so much better, way better. I agree, but like, but like, I think he spent a lot of time working on that, and then like his engine just it didn't look the same. Maybe I mean, in my opinion, that might change in his approach to the games and his training uh, around the games. But uh, Brent Fikowski in 10th, first of all, we already know the first event he's going to take top five. Mm-hmm. So we already have that, that to know. Second, it's a 15 event CrossFit games. The longer the CrossFit games go, the more of an advantage Brent Fikowski has. The, I agree. More, the broader the test, the more likely Brent Fikowski is to do well. I agree. I'm just, like, it just seems like he's always working so hard to, like, just make it. So, like, I don't know. I think 10th is a good spot for him. And then you went Medeiros, 9. Who was 8th? I went Medeiros, 9. Jason Hopper, 8th. Chandler Smith, 7. Travis Mayer, 6. Yeah, I would put – I would drop Chandler Smith to 10th at most and slide all those guys off a little bit. Medeiros should be higher, but whatever. It's fine. The top 10, man, was tough. It was tough. I, I believe it because I think I'm, all five of those guys you just listed, I get minus Chandler Smith. So four of those five guys, I think it all win the games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Jason Hopper is such an unknown, but he did really, really well at the um, mid Atlantic. Fikowski yeah, Medeiros have been there before. He looked crazy impressive at mid Atlantic. And now every time I hear him talk on Stefan's podcast and they're like, Hey, are you good at swimming? Hey, are you good at handstand pushups? Hey, are you good at paddling? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm really good at that. What was he gonna say? No. <laughs> yeah, like, what is he gonna say? And it's like, you have no fucking like, idea if you're good at it because just because you're the best guy you know doesn't mean you're good at it at the games level. When but, you go to the game, it's you go to the games, everyone's good at that shit. But let's take take what you said earlier into account. He's a longer athlete. He's six he's six two, man. He yeah. should be able to move the paddleboard. Yeah. So yeah. Um and don't get it confused. Greenville, South Carolina is nowhere near the coast. He is not going open water swimming that often. Did you look Maybe that in up? the lake. But... Did you look that up? No, I just know where Greenville, South Carolina is. All right. So, number five, I got Scott Panchik. Number four, okay. Noah Olson. Okay. I was surprised by this one myself. Number three, Cole Sager. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, man. I know. I did the same thing when I wrote it down. <laughs> Number two, Jeff Adler. 
Oh, come on, man. Jeff Adler, and then number one, I went with Pat Vellner. No, I think Pat Vellner is probably, at this point, the favorite. And I know I went on a whole put some respect on his name rant with Jeff Adler. I I would still put some – and I get it. He beat – no, he didn't beat Noah Olsen head-to-head in the games last year, right? Noah Olsen took fourth. Adler took fifth. <clears throat> so that right there, you should give the advantage to Olsen. Oh, man. I'm super high on Panchik this year. I don't I'm know. I'm not as high on Panchik. I, I think there is a – he's got a low ceiling. Like, I just don't – like, he. I think he is destined to finish in, like, the top four to six every year. <laughs> like, that is just where he belongs. I mean, nobody ever got rich betting on things that have never happened before. So, you're, I mean, the, the past would show that you're probably right. I still think Panchik's a stronger athlete than Adler. Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously I, I don't like where do you Where would you put Adler? Where would you put Adler then? Look, I liked my, like, just if I were to go with who I liked, five through ten, I like more than my top five. Like, Yeah, I would pretty, like, I'm still very impressed with Olsen. I'm, I don't know, man. I think I think Olsen's 100% in the mix to win it all and, and could easy, easily could beat Vellner. I think Vellner at this point would probably be the favorite. Um, I would probably – I would take out Adler and Sager and move up. But Sager Medeiros beat – Sager beat Olsen yeah. up the West Coast. Also, BKG needs to be in the top 10. That's a crime against humanity. Look, man, we're going to come back, and if BKG is in that top 15 – or at in the mid-teens, I'm going to let you hear it. Dude. You and know, you know damn well he's gonna finish in the top ten. I don't. Hold on, I'm I'm bringing his stats up now. Okay. So, BKG, I outside of I have to look at 2020, but his 10. finishes in in the games in his career. You ready for this? I'm looking at him. Uh, let's see, third, fifth, fifth, eighth, third, and then he had a 26th his rookie year. All right. Look, man. <laughs> So you would have to have done the men. <laughs> he would have to be do worse if he finished fifteenth. He would have to do worse than his previous uh, once to his previous eighth. three eighth. placings put together. He was eighth in twenty twenty, by the way. Eighth in two thousand twenty, so yeah. still top ten. Look, I'm just that, these are my gonna, power rankings, man. I'm going to cut that clip and I'm going to send it to BKG and I'm going to make sure. He gets Please a do. clip of me defending. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Look, uh, I didn't feel I didn't feel good about Adler. I don't feel great about Cole Sager, but that Cole Sager beat Noah Olson at the West Coast Classic, and we all agreed that that was a pretty good test. It was an injured Noah Olson, and uh, after I heard his not just his shoulder being hurt, but once I listened to the whole debacle that he went through with those kidney stones, holy oh, yeah. shit, man! That's true. I think he said he went in and out of the hospital like six times. What is it? I think he said that he passed like 11 kidney stones. So, yeah, so, something. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Something nuts. I and mean, he thought that he wasn't even going to be out. You're right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty good reason. Right. So, I mean, I just don't think his well, training has been necessarily where it maybe, but to a degree, it might be a good thing. I don't know. Like for him to like kind of back off and recover and rebuild a little bit. But let's but, not pretend uh, that Cole Sager wasn't impressive at the West Coast Classic because he no, was. And I was just, the next sentence out of my mouth was going to be, however, Cole Sager was extremely impressive at West Coast yeah. Classic. Very, very, very impressive. I just 
I just have too much data on Cole Sager for the previous eight years I've been watching him compete. That's yeah. that's kind of the problem. Is like I've seen too much of Cole Sager, and it's going to take more than one competition for me to necessarily sway that. There is any person that I think I listed in the top ten, I wouldn't be surprised if they won. There's guys you've had, like, yeah, I mean, you're in your, like, top, I mean, 15 that I wouldn't be surprised if they won. If BKG won, it would not shock me. That wouldn't shock me either. Like, But, I mean, yeah, your entire top 10 pretty much could win. I mean, even Chandler Smith, right? Like, so let's let's turn back the clock a little bit. And in the year 2014, there was a promising young athlete that uh, was taken under the wing of Ben Bergeron. And her name was Catra David's daughter. She missed the games in 2014, similar to the way Chandler Smith didn't miss the games. He, I guess he went to the games, but didn't qualify for that final five spot, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's been, they've been working together for a period of time. Catra David's daughter comes back, realizes her potential, and wins the CrossFit Games in her first year of working with Ben. Yeah. So it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for Chandler Smith to just burst onto the scene in that way that's true you know and i, I think, wanted i want him to do well because he has a good personality and i think he would be a good face of crossfit rich Froning, man a mark a very marketable face and personality for the for the sport yeah you know um yeah i'm i'm i would love to see pat Bellner win it all i think that'd be all i would that's the problem too is there's so many guys up there this year that i want to see win like yeah Travis Mayer, I would love to see him win it. I don't think he will, but I would love to see it. Scott Panchik, I'm a huge fan of his. I'd love to see him. And then Justin Medeiros is my dude, man. I love that kid. I think I want Jason Hopper to win more than anybody, just because football player, like taller guy, like a bigger dude. Like I, I want that to happen. I don't know how I feel about Jason Hopper yet. I've had a lot of exposure listen, to him in the last couple one, months. You listen to one podcast and you hate him again. I don't hate him. I don't hate him, and like I don't. I'm just figuring. I'm figuring that dude out. I'm figuring okay. that dude out. He, I bet, Matt Fra- listen, Matt Fraser spoke highly of him. So yeah. getting the Fraser stamp of approval does mean something. Yeah. So, I think uh, it will be a very interesting men's side this year. A fascinating, fascinating men's field with an extremely pedestrian first event. That Fikowski's going to win. Krakowski goes number one Hopper goes two on it I can see it are we just <laughs> going based on height like no Krakowski always wins the swim events we're gonna Baden Brown and Yonikoski aren't gonna be up there Baden Brown, Brown was another one you were very generous on his placing 20th yeah just because we saw him he was like the it the it kid and then we saw him in competition and he was like no yeah he barely qualified out of Australia. He was the third place? Third, yeah. Pretty sure. Who came out of Australia? It was him, Crouch. Royce Dunn, Jay Royce Crouch. Royce Dunn won it, right? I had, I had Royce Dunn lower on than all of them. I think, I think <laughs> Which Royce sucks. Dunn, I think Royce Dunn just kind of got lucky with programming. Royce Dunn's such a powerful dude, but he's just such a big dude. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of his, though. I, I like Royce Dunn a lot. If you haven't cool. listened to his podcast he did with Sevon, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. Really cool. Very, very intelligent. Very, very thoughtful. Like, he's a good dude, man. I like I him watched, a lot. Uh, he, 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 did, he hang out, hung out with uh, Tim Ritchie a lot, like a couple of years ago. 
like for whatever reason, like they had each other. Oh, it was when uh, I don't know when it was, but he was on Tim Ritchie's podcast or Craig Ritchie. Oh, am I saying Tim Ritchie? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who that yeah. is, but <laughs> yeah, Craig, Craig, Ritchie, Craig Ritchie, his uh, YouTube, and uh, he is a cool dude. Yeah, and he's so. just so massive. Yeah, and he's fucking jacked and huge. So I want to see someone like that do well, <laughs> right? And he's got all the chest lettuce. I know he's the only CrossFitter with a besides Chandler Smith, only CrossFitter <laughs> with a chest. Dude, I was what I, I said it once. I said it before. I was looking at Chandler Smith the other day on social media. And I'm like, dude, you are so shredded. You look uncomfortable to hug. Like, I don't even understand how like a person like that was created. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, eat some fries. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my God. He's so jacked. <laughs> all right. That's probably a great place to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dunk. Thanks for jumping on, man. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Tune in again soon. We got some cool stuff coming down the pipe for you. Later. <laughs>